What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sam spin the one in twos. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that uh, was discussed yesterday, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can probably that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments. And we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me, don't forget it's at Sports Grind on Twitter. And also, if you want to stream the show live, don't forget to go to the personal page. of. You can go to my personal page or you can go to the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment Facebook. And you can stream the show there live and leave comments. And we'll read those accordingly. Also, if you uh, miss any of the daily episodes, don't forget you can always check the podcast by going to Sports Grind online.com 1-800-707-9760 you were quite there Jones you almost ready yeah already rock and roll yes sir all right, all right. Mr. Sams what's up fellas how we doing doing alright man it's Tuesday so things continue to roll on in the sports world uh, that we'll jump and dive into quite a few things of course uh, we get started in the Eastern Conference Finals tonight all right. Definitely we'll talk about uh, that matchup and break down the series and tonight's game one. We'll definitely start there. Also, we've got some other NBA things going on. Uh, Jonas, remind me the draft lottery is tonight. Uh, so I guess we get to find out the selections and the, where we fall. Speaking of the Spurs and SA in the draft, I'm hearing David Robinson is the guy that's supposed to be representing the Spurs. That's know? correct. Okay, so old Dave is showing up to represent uh, the San Antonio Spurs. So we'll uh, we'll see where they fall uh, tonight. We'll see if they uh, – because I think everything up until now, what I've heard, and even though the times we've talked to this, I think they're projected, what, like a 9 or 10 with the best odds to probably finish like around 9 or 10th. Yeah, or, it's, it's going to be around 9. 9, about 9. 9, 10, yeah. It's still in that range. They have a 6.5%, if I'm not mistaken, of landing the first overall pick. Hmm. Or well, it's in the top three. It's something up there. Okay. Uh, 6.5%. Okay. All right, well, we'll see. Sam's just shaking you off. He's shaking the fastball off on that one. Um, well, we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, I wouldn't hold our breath to say that they would get lucky enough to get the number one overall pick. I think once we find out exactly tonight where they land, that'll start. Then we can have the discussions of, you know, kind of what they're going to or what they should do per se, when we talked about trading up or packaging. What you got, Sam? Yeah, it's a 4.5% chance at the top pick and a 20% chance at a top four. Okay. That's not gotcha. that bad on the top four. Um, I mean, I'd be very happy if they landed in the top four. Um, four, three, you know. Um, you know, they they didn't have the overwhelming odds either the year that they struck on 21. Can't remember exactly Dave's. I don't know if they were one of the favorite. I know – 
that year with Tim, it was all supposed to be Boston. It was all supposed to be Boston. That's why the famous note that old Rick Pitino, Mr. After Hours in the dining room table next to the butter rolls, that guy, guys on uh, Fed reports. That's the reason why he left Kentucky to go to Boston. Thought he was going to get number t- number 21 there out of Wake Forest. But no, didn't happen. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, I'm assuming they're doing that like it before the Eastern Conference at halftime or before. They used to do it at halftime, but now they're going to do it. Uh, Reports for- are that it's bleeding into the game. Okay. Okay. All right. Also, uh, what else we got going on? We've got, I told you yesterday, we got PGA Championship Week. Uh, we've got a special pairing, I guess, from what I've heard. You know, Tiger, Rory. I forgot who else they added in that one, but it's a, it's a, it's a star-studded pairing for the opening round for that. Uh, but the talk continues. I brought it up yesterday, and I really don't want to let it go. Uh, but the talk yesterday, I brought it up about Lefty Phil, the defending champion of the PGA. Keep in mind, he, I mean, he won it at 51. I mean, I think it was 51 last year. 50, he's the oldest guy to win a PGA, uh, you know, PGA major, all right, at 51. And he's not there to defend his title. So I called him out yesterday, and Rory, Rory came by the kick by the pile today and said, hey, you know what, it's disappointing. It's sad. Now, keep in mind, Rory's the one. He backtracked some comments because first when this whole Tour Live stuff started, Rory kind of basically came at Phil in regards to some of Phil's comments that kind of got Phil in the crosshairs. Rory really came out swinging. Then he kind of backtracked it and even even said that, you know, he regrets some of the things he said. But, you know, when he met with the media yesterday or this morning, he was just saying, hey, you know, it's a sad situation. He's not not here. You know, this guy's supposed to be defending the title. This could be his last, you know, opportunity to have a moment here at a major in his career. You know, this is about, you know, celebrating him, and it's just sad that he's not here. And What's going to happen with the tour, speaking of tour live, is what's going to happen. Um, look, you know, it, it. this just goes by. If you didn't hear yesterday's show, I brought it up because I thought it was a cowardly move. Uh, for him to be, for one, the defending champion. I mean, he already skipped the Masters for obvious reasons. I mean, he tried to say, oh, I've been dealing with this. He, that that was on the heels of only a week prior to him leaking or two weeks, the story that came out that was supposed to be off the record of what he said about the Saudis and stuff like that. Then, you know, you fast forward to now where you're the defending champion and you got a book that's coming out here in the next few days. Um Today. It is today. Well, mm-hmm. you have a book coming today. You know what? Get up there. It take, I mean, like, for the most part, other than not being able to win a major or playing playing recklessly or loosely in contentions of a major, other than those two big questions, Phil has really got to – he's been able to dodge a lot of heat and a lot of questions on tour for his personal life. Um, it's well – I mean, it's, it's crazy to me. And, again, I don't hate Phil. I only got a chance to meet him once. Good guy. Just a brief, you know, seven, ten minute conversation. But the bottom line is, you know, it amazes me. Perfect example. John Daly. Long John. Okay. He, you know, it was well documented. I mean, after his story out of nowhere, winning that British Open and winning another major, PJ and all that. But, you know, over the course of the years, it's always, and, and John is not even, on the level of Phil in regards to golf popularity. You know, John Daly's the guy that always that you want to go and get drunk at the bar at. I mean, though he that's his fan base in the golf. The ones that get hammered 
on when they go play 18 holes on Saturday and Sunday. Those are the guys that love John Daly. But John Daly's life and problems with his marriage, and even we've known, well-documented, that John Daly was a big-time gambler and basically possibly rumored to have maybe a gambling problem that lost over about $20 million, $30 million in his career in gambling. All that stuff feel like people that pay attention to tour, people don't tour, people have known Lefty has been has been a gambler. Okay, it's uh, he's never had to question that, you know. And then when Billy Walters, the gambling god, the gambling legend, the guy that started a lot of this stuff in regards to analytics and gambling and all these handicappers you see or whatever, I mean Billy Walters is where it's at. If you don't know then you really don't need to know. But for people that know, Billy Walters, I mean, for him to go to trial and for Phil to be caught up in this whole alleged, you know, inside trading thing and only, and that wasn't even covered. So that's the reason why I'm hard on him with this of being a cop-out and not showing up to the PGA Championship to take questions because he knows it's going to be about his relationships with the Saudis. You want to get down with him? You want to get that money? Okay. And some people, a lot of people think that it's dirty money. That's why a lot of people ain't running over there to go sign up for this. Then get in the, get in the seat. Get in the seat. Okay? And Rory called him out. And I think I think more golfers that talk on Wednesday, you'll hear more of them. It's going to be the top. But I think it's Bush League that he's not there. Now, speaking of this tour live, the Golden Bear Jack, old Jack Nicholson, Golden Bear, he said that he was offered – a hundred million, a little over a hundred million to be the face of this tour and ambassador. Kind of what Greg Norman, you know, is doing. Like, well, we can't get Jack. Well, let's get the guy that choked against him in the 86 Masters or whatever the hell that year was. Which I haven't finished it. I'm in the midst of watching that 30 for 30, the shark, you know. But, wow. I mean, and that kind of shows you. And Jack said he turned it down twice. He turned it down verbally. And he had to turn. They asked him twice, and he had to send an email. Hundred million. You, you, you're a man of some morals and know your brand in regards to that. You can and look, Jack. And like Jack said, Jack's like I, I was like, damn, Jack, you old. Jack's like I started a PGA. I helped start the PGA. Like how can I? How can I go and be the ambassador for some other tour? Which for one, I start. You know, started this PGA tour, and second of all. You know, it's it's not it's not a good look in regards to some of the people that's involved with this. So, yeah, so that's a serious thing. And again, that's why I say good luck with the tour live, because if you don't get the big dogs and the big players to go over there to play and then and the PGA has already laid their foot down like, yeah, man, we ain't giving no exemptions. And if you go over there and play, you might your tour car might be in jeopardy. Good luck. Good luck, Saudis. Good luck. 1-800-707-9760. Also, uh, Coach K, um, hey, man, you know, we all know that he hung it up um, in regards to last year was his last year. Or USA, USA Today is reporting Coach K made $13.7 million last year on salary from the University of Duke. And that's the highest paid out to any coach on any level, excluding not including a buyout. You know, normally when guys get fired, especially in football, this is football, not so much basketball, but football, you get big pay, you get big buyouts. I want to, we'll find time to get back around to that because I want to circle around how this breaks down 
Okay, because he broke Nick Saban's record. I think it was the year that Nick came off a championship. He got like 10 or something. Not, but 13.7. And then you wonder why we got recruits from Miami. Like, nah, I want to play here no more, man. My now deal ain't worth a damn. You know, that's a lot. That's a lot for Coach K, you know, for one year, you know. So you got that going on. Also, um, NFL continues to to uh, get going and roll on here and there. The NFL.com, they came out with the division leaders, or I should say division, defending division champs that are in the most trouble. I'll take a gander at that. I'm eager to see. I haven't really looked at all the lists in general, so I'm going to kind of do it in real time. I want to see who their opinion are, some of their writers, on who their opinion who they think of is the division, defending division champs are in the most trouble. Also, NFL news. This is the week has come out that supposedly Deshaun Watson is going to finally meet with the NFL. There's a couple of things. For one, you know, what is taking so long? Because to me, it just – if 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 Deshaun gets any game suspension, this is going to be more because of the public pressure of some of the groups to have to do something or the owners who are still pissed off at Haslam and the Cleveland Browns for giving them all this money. If the league really wanted to really suspend them, if he, if they thought Deshaun had really been involved, that they really would. I've seen guys put on exempt lists for probably a lot worse or even less, you know, quickly. He's been sitting around for over a year and even in the offseason. I mean, before we even got to the draft, before free agency even opened, they had the opportunity to put him on the commissioner exempt list and they didn't. So at this point, that because we're at this point that they haven't, anything I'm taking over, because I told you the most that I'm taking really, I don't think he should get any games, but I think the most I'm willing to accept without having a problem with this is probably four. Okay, and I don't want to hear again. I get to hear this in the shop, and I want to hear this from Dallas. I don't want to hear this from the Zeke people. The Dallas, oh Zeke got six games. Zeke had a bad credit report. I don't care if he was trying to help girls get beads down on Mardi Gras and flashing them. Zeke was questionable coming out of Ohio State. He had a couple cases that could have been pending out of Ohio State. Deshaun's been since Clemson. Everything I've heard since the NFL, he's had a he's he's had an eight hundred credit score. Okay. I just, to me, I just feel like they've dragged their feet a long time. You know, I heard that, um, you know, Dan Patrick, his comments, which I totally disagree, is kind of circling out online when he just said, hey, well, the league needs to hurt, you know, league needs to hurry up and make a decision on this because, and, and Baker deserves this. What? There's nothing to do whether he's going to get games or not on what Baker said. They've already made the decision what they feel about Baker, Mayfield. It has nothing to do with that. And at this point, I just feel like if you give him any games this late, it's more the fact of the pressure of the the backlash from either the owners, because like I said, like they're salty it has them for really screwing up the market and giving a real legit type of baseball NBA contract to a quarterback and changing maybe the landscape, how business is done going forward. Or either you're just succumbing to the fact that you don't want the women's group and all that people showing up in front of Cleveland, the Cleveland's first home game. Because what is really taking so long? I don't think you should get any games. I know there's some people that disagree with that, but, it, it, it's, I mean, the guy set out for a year anyway. I mean, he could have easy settle with these young ladies and try to hurry up and get back on the field or force that trade with Texans, and he forfeited a whole year. And it was really the Texans' decision that decided to pay him. You know, it was smart on him to show up 
and say, hey, I'm going to show up for camp. Last year, remember, many came, oh, no, nah, man, we don't want you getting hurt because we ain't going to trade you. Plus, whatever, man, just we're going to pay you to stay at home and train on your own. Ain't Deshaun's fault. But I don't know why the NFL has dragged their ass on this. And, and that's why to the point that evidently there's nothing here. Now, granted, and I do know that, and I know people out there like, well, Calvin, the NFL CBA says that, yes, I understand the CBA, the Goodell in the NFL has every right under the CBA to suspend Deshaun for eight games, the seven games, regardless whether he didn't face criminal charges or whatever. I'm just saying from my personal opinion, I've never seen them as a high-profile player as Deshaun Watson is. And something when you're talking about 20-plus cases alleged, that would be very serious. I don't I don't understand why they're moving so slow on this to even put him on the zip list. And the reason why I know is because I feel that again, there's there's people that have investigated this from his lawyer team, from two different district attorneys, and from the NFL, they really know the truth of what this really was about. That's in my opinion. 1-800-707-9760. When we get back, we're going to dive. We'll get to the phones. We're going to dive straight into uh, the NBA Eastern Conference Game 1 playoffs tonight between Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. We'll break down Game 1 and that series. You'll listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Talau Orchid at Dominion. Keep in mind, if you're out there in the rim area or shopping around Dominion, you know, make sure you stop by Talau Orchid. They have dinner. They're open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. All right, great family family atmosphere as well. That is Tyler Orchid, official sponsor of the Sports Drive. All right, so game one, Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics versus Miami. Well, first off, um, this is you know I'm all whether it's NFL, whether it's NBA, hockey, baseball. 
pitchers duels. It doesn't matter. I'm a defensive type of guy. I mean, I like, you know, defensive struggles. Um, you know, some people, you know, kind of, because when you hear that, you think it's pretty much ugly basketball per se. Um, this is a series with two of the be- two of the top defensive teams in the league, along with Dallas, who's going to be under us. I told you yesterday, man, three out of the four best defensive teams are here, okay, in the final four. Don't tell me defense doesn't matter. Don't tell me no one in the NBA is playing defense anymore. So with this series, there's a lot. I, I think there's a lot right on the line with this series for both teams and coaches. Um, let's start from um, Boston's standpoint, the Celtics. I Everybody, their mom is on the Celtics. I mean, this started really like about two weeks ago. We, it started heating up. You know, I guess people wanted to see how they handled the first round, how they went through and stuff like that. What, you know, Tatum, is he taking that leap? But there's a lot of people on the Celtics to win this series. But when we talk about Boston, I mean, think about this. I mean, Celtics are, you know, I don't think people can be pushed back for saying they're a historic franchise in the NBA. Okay. I second that. Uh, okay. I don't know if somebody's going to, you know, go crazy and tell me no on that, Neff. Anyway, if you're a Doka, this is your first year and your first head coaching job. Think about what this does and sets you up if you can make a trip to the finals in your first year. Um, in regards to the organization that you are coaching for and considering it is the Boston Celtics. On the player side of things and Jason Tatum, you know, Jonas asked that question. We talked about it yesterday. You know, has Jason Tatum arrived? Has he arrived? And I was like, well, there's levels to this depending on what your definition of arrived is. I think this is the, this is the time that I feel like Jason Tatum, um, can really go ahead and put himself in that conversation. Cause if you look at, if you look at who's involved in this, this matchup, speaking of Miami and Boston <clears throat> and the individual players, um, it really comes down to two guys. One that I've told you that I've had mixed of where I really put him at because he's in between, in my opinion, just because of the consistency or maybe the inconsistency. Can you really put a team on your back and go? If you look at Jimmy Butler for Miami and you look at Tatum, they're both really trying. Like Tatum was drafted. And Tatum, people knew Tatum was going to be a superstar. You know, that's the reason why when Boston has gotten a lot of trade offers over the years and stuff like that, you know, Tatum's been a no, no go. You know, I think it was sometimes that they were really entertaining and listening to offers for, for Brown, you know, but they didn't, you know, they didn't, it didn't happen, but they were at least, you know, listening. Tatum's always been off the table. So Tatum is a guy that we're looking at. Okay. Is he firing going? Jimmy, Jimmy's older. I think Jimmy's a little older than uh, Tatum. And Jimmy's bounced around a little bit, and this is really what Jimmy wanted. You know, Jimmy wanted, um, you know, he claims, I mean, you know, I've heard him in the last, you know, especially in the last few, uh, last week or so, especially since they eliminated the Heat. I mean, excuse me, the 76ers. You know, about how Embiid is his his is his good friend, his best friend, one of his best friends in the league, and he loves Embiid. And, and you know, uh, despite he, he loves being in Miami, but he would, you know, he, he he wishes he misses playing with Embiid. But part of me, like, okay, Jimmy, maybe you caught up in the moment because the bottom line is, I know they say, well, they sold, they 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 chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. That that's the thing out there. And you know, Jimmy even made a comment. He tweeted or something. You know, he, he got to get his jab back at the front office, Elton Brand, and say like, oh, Tobias Harris. Well, to, to me, I'm going to call. Hold on, on 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 Jimmy. 
Because Jimmy, the reality of it is, Jimmy, the reason why he was willing to leave one of his best friends, as he calls, in the game of basketball, and, you know, the much he loved, you know, playing with Embiid, the reason why he left, because Jimmy wanted his own team. Jimmy, Jimmy wanted to prove to everybody and himself that, for one, he could get his max dollar, get his money, okay, and he, he got paid a good chunk of money from Miami when he went to Miami, resigned Miami, but he wanted to show that he could lead his own team to the promised land. Well, he's getting an opportunity right now with the Heat because, you know, he is their best player. You know, um, I, you know, and I'm not going to say it's by a long shot. It's not obvious, but Jimmy is their best player. But I've looked at Jimmy, in my personal opinion, as much time I watched Jimmy Butler, I've watched him with Minnesota, watched him with Philly, and I've watched him with Miami. Jimmy is borderline a, you could say, a franchise face of a team. And he's he's got one foot in of basically being a hellified role player. That's just my opinion. And it has to do kind of with the inconsistency. Jason Tatum, make no make no mistake about it. He's a superstar. He's a top five. The way he's playing this year, he's easily a top five, top seven NBA player in the league now. But Tatum has a little bit more expectations, I think, than even Jimmy Butler, the way people are going to view this series and view however long Boston continues to uh, to last. But I think there's, if you talk about who has the most pressure, um, I would say a little bit is probably on Miami uh, with Jimmy Butler that has, if you ask who has the most pressure, because, again, Coach Bo is, uh, you know, after Pop, I would have to say Coach Bo is the second 10-year coach left in the NBA that's been around with one team for the longest. He has to be at least top three after Coach Popovich. So, you know, um, and and I think when you talk about what I talked about, what's on what where Adoka could do winning a Eastern Conference title on his first head coaching job for the Celtics. I think for Coach Bo on the other side, Coach Bo, this is really going to, I think if he makes a trip to another finals, this is really going to solidify him as one of the top coaches um, of all time, you know, and, and that's really with having, um, I know he has one as assistant because he was there when they, when Pat Riley was a coach and they won it with D Wade and Shaq, he was assistant on there, but as a head coach, um, he's got three rings as a head coach, um, right? They won, th- did mine win two or three? He took two. Two. So he's got two as a head coach. And he's got one as assistant, at least one as assistant. But you're talking about a guy that's been in South Beach for about 20 years, but he's never got the respect. I mean, he's never really got the respect from people when they talk about, well, who are the best coaches in the game or who the guys want to go play for? And here he is about to go to another Eastern Conference final. Now, that's really the the series, the way I'm looking at it, to where there's there's different parts and pieces that people got things to prove. What are they going to gain by winning and moving on? Um, now, in regards to the X's and O's and looking at this series, um, both I, I think the defensive effort and the defense on both sides is a wash. I mean, you're splitting hairs when you talk about who's the better defensive team. Um, I think, too, when we look at offensively, I think it's obvious to see that Boston probably has better scores individual scores that can really put the ball in the hoop compared to Miami. I mean, that's one of the things, the reason why I never really came in here. I talked more about Dallas since the all-star break than I did Miami because I've seen games where Miami where sometimes they will go through stretches for three to two to four minute scoring droughts where they just can't put the ball in the bucket. 
And and I really feel that, you know, Tyler Hero, you know, can you really count on him to be that consistent for to win four games in this series? Like, is he going to give you a say? I don't know about that. You know, Duncan Robinson uh, recorded a couple DMPs, coach's decision last series. Coach Bo finally, when he went back to Miami and the press down there and everybody was, hey, man, we need, why are you not playing Duncan Robinson? He finally went ahead and made an appearance into that series. So can you really count on Duncan Robinson? I don't know. But to me, I feel that it's very important for Miami to where they're going to have to win the rebounding battle to win this series. Um, They cannot afford to let Al Horford be that big of a factor in this series like he was in the Milwaukee series. Um, I told you that yesterday that I feel the difference that uh, Boston is going to see in this series that they didn't see against Milwaukee is that Miami is going, they guard the three-point line a lot better than Milwaukee did. They're going to run guys off the three-point line. So Tatum is going to have to really, you know, a lot of his stuff comes back from driving in the hoop, kicking out to whoever's in the three-point line, whether it's Marcus Smart, you know, whether it's a couple of their other shooters. But at the end of the day, they're going to have a harder time, I believe, in making threes this series against Miami. That doesn't mean they're not going to make any, but that's just my opinion on that. It should be a hell of a series. I think it is going to it's going to be a series that's going to resemble the 90s because the defense and the muck it up you might have I mean there might be a game in this series if not all of them there could be a couple games that you look up and the halftime score is 40 to 34 something like that 30 to 28 it's very possible, and it's not just because really just, yes, they're both great defensive teams, but this is the problem that I think, honestly, Miami's going to have where it's not really a wash, in my opinion, is when it comes to the offensive side. I think Boston is better offensively, but Miami, with this nucleus, with Jimmy, Bam, um, a couple of their other guys, They've had their heart broke. They, they've been, they, I mean, Boston has too. Now, don't get it wrong. Like, Boston has lost in the Eastern Conference Final. I mean, Boston is trying to get Shawshank redemption against these guys. Because remember, this is who beat them out in the Eastern Conference Final a couple years ago. But I still feel like Miami's gone to the, even though it was a bubble, Miami's gone to a finals group and they lost. And trust me, he ain't coaching them, okay? But Pat Riley, Ever since LeBron James walked out the back door, never forget the press conference Pat had. Pat has been hell-bent for leather to win another title without those big three, especially with LeBron. And 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 I think that Coach Bo, I mean, Coach Bo is, we talk about, NFL-wise, we talk a lot about coaching trees. Well, you know, yes, it's obvious Coach Bo is from Pat's coach tree, but, you know, I know Coach Bo has a lot of respect still for Pat. To, he's an executive, but sometimes, hey, what do you think in this series? This is what, you know, they, they, they're just so used to working together. Remember, Coach Bo was breaking down film. He was a film boy. He was he was like VC, VCR, matter of fact, probably way before DVD. He was popping VHSs in. Some of you young guys don't know about that, you know? Oh, those were the simple times, really. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's – with that said, I'll let you know who I'm picking in the next hour. Still, still think it's it, this one. I think both series are really tough. This is probably the toughest Final Four that I can remember picking in the NBA for for a while. But I'll let you know in the second hour who I'm taking on that one.
What you got, Jonas? So tonight, no Kyle Lowry and yes. a questionable Marcus Smart. If Marcus Smart can't play tonight, who misses their player the most? Does the, Do the Heat miss Kyle Lowry the most, or do the Celtics miss Marcus Smart the most? I would definitely easy stay consistent with what I've been saying for weeks now. I think it's easily Miami misses Kyle Lowry more. Yes, Marcus Smart won the Defensive Player of the Year, but Boston is great because they're a great defensive team. They've got a defensive system. Okay, they've got a defensive system in place. So with Kyle Lowry, you know, and that has a lot to do why I'm torn really picking this series because I really feel that Miami was only going how far Kyle Lowry could take him. And what I meant by that, not that I'm expecting Kyle Lowry to carry 30 points and 10 assists. No, Kyle Lowry is not going to give you that. But the way he, he runs the offense, the way he gets other guys in place, the way he can bring up the ball, you know, Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, is better playing off the ball. You know, sometimes they got Tyler Hero trying to bring up the ball. I think definitely that's going to – and I think, you know, and, and to be honest with you, Kyle Lowry is dealing with a type of injury that I don't think is going to be right until the offseason. I mean, once you get those hamstring situations, they don't they only heal with rest, and, and, and I'm talking about real R&R, you know, like real resting, not doing anything. Like Bobby Brown R and R when he was with Whitney Houston, you know that long off from every little step you take. My prerogative, that kind of R and R, it's going to be tough. So I think Kyle Lowry definitely going to have to try to give it a go at some point in this series. But to answer your question, it's definitely they miss. I would say Miami missing Kyle Lowry is a little bit more important than Marcus Smart uh, missing um, Boston missing him. But there's a lot of people that jumped on the Celtics bandwagon, and I don't have a problem with that. Because I would love to see Coach Adoka take this team all the way to the finals and go. I mean, Brad Stevens kind of got got the groceries and been grooming this stuff and drafted Tatum and all that on his watch. Danny Ainge has some of his residue. Danny Ainge is in Utah now, Should, probably getting ready to clean house up there, you know. Uh, but I just feel that, you know, Miami, they're one of those that – in the coaching – I, I mean, I, I would you would have to probably give the coach an edge to Coach Bo, just because I don't think Adoka. I mean, you know, sitting on the bench, I think what for Pop's assistant for ten years, I think he was over here. I mean, you learn a lot sitting next to that guy, but I think you know you still some things you got to learn by going through it and going through it. And I think each round and as you get closer, Adoka is basically gathering all that information. And then others, like, how can you go win a title your first year and you're married to me alone? That's just not fair, man. That's not supposed to, that's not all supposed to happen like that, man. Who the hell was blessed you as a baby when you were, when you came out the womb? Anyway, listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. We'll be back.